This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 18th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I want to say thanks to listeners that tweet at me to say when the podcast doesn't download right. Um, and for one, they're civil about it. And two, just appreciate getting a heads up because sometimes got to send some emails and get things uh, booted back up. It's a little out of my hands, but I, I know who to holler at about it. But um, yeah, if you have download uh, issues with the file, doesn't work in your podcast app or on iTunes or you can always check the direct download link at Rotographs, but if that's not working, sometimes we have some server issues. So thanks for bringing that to my attention, and sorry if uh, any of you missed yesterday's episode. Should be good to go now, although that's probably not helpful late. But um, yeah, that's some helpful feedback. All right, Brad, uh, you got anything before we dive into Thursday's games? Well, on the weather front, there's maybe one game that could be affected. Uh, the uh, Cleveland Indians, uh, about 60% chance of storms. Uh, everything else looks clear, so we should be good to go for baseball today. It's unfortunate, that game, though, um, not to peek ahead to pitching, but Jason Hamill against Danny Salazar is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Especially Salazar against the Cubs and their strikeouts. That's, I don't know. The strikeouts and the home runs. So those yeah. are the two things Salazar is known for. He gives up those long balls, but he also could rack up 15 strikeouts today. Yeah, so... <laughs> And, I mean, that rain might scare me off, but that's too bad, because that, that makes them interesting. So, all right. Yep. Uh, but before we get that far into pitching, uh, let's go ahead and start at catcher, where we normally do. Brad, who do you like uh, behind the plate? Uh, this early contest is a little rough for catchers. Uh, so there's five games, I think, in the mm-hmm. afternoon, uh, yep. starting at one. And... Really, you're probably going to want to take either Evan Gaddis or Jason Castro versus David Hale, and that's at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you're going to want to take that matchup. Uh, the alternative that I see really is Matt Wieters against Sean O'Sullivan. Sure. Uh, other than that, I'm not really comfortable with really anything that's out there. Uh, you could try Nick Hundley against a struggling Colin McHugh. Uh, he might not even start, so you know, keep yeah. an eye on Michael McHenry too. Uh, yeah, as an option. Colin McHugh is killing me. Yeah, he's. Uh, I gotta remember to take him out of my auto new roster before those games go live. Yeah, I got a team with like him and Anibal Sanchez and Gio Gonzalez Oof. and uh, who else? Somebody else that like out of the draft. I was like, yeah, I got all these pictures of like probably Carlos Carrasco too. Yeah, these guys look great. My pitching set. And ERA is like well above four now, but uh, that's pitching for you. That's yep. pitching. Not a I have a team or two like that. Yep. I also started that Shane Green disaster uh, <laughs> in Autonu. It's worth minus sixty points. Oh boy, <laughs> it, <was>, it hurt. <laughs> that's pitching. I'd be in second place pretty much without that game. <laughs> yeah, pitching is there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. Um. All right. Who else do you like at catcher uh, in the evening games? Uh, evening games offer quite a few choices. Uh, mm-hmm. At the top end, there's Buster Posey versus lefty Mike Montgomery. Yep. And Montgomery has pitched well in his, uh, was it three starts, four starts? He's Brief pitched, time, yeah. Yeah, he's pitched well, but at the same time, he's kind of proven that he's not particularly uh, 
dominant in any means. Uh, yeah. Not a big strikeout rate, not a big whiff rate. It is working around the zone, uh, not walking guys, giving out free passes, but mm-hmm. uh, I just pulled up his page. He's got a 4.59 XFIP in that uh, yeah. three-game set uh, to go against a 1.89 ERA. Uh, yeah. We're looking at some likely regression. <laughs> yep, not buying in that hard, no. No, and Posey kills his lefties. That's always a nice play. Yep. Yeah, I would consider paying the price for Posey on this day, for sure. You could try a ballpark play with uh, Brian McCann against Matt Latos at yep. Yankee Stadium. Yep. Uh, just looking for McCann to lift a couple, get, hope to sneak one over that short fence. Uh, Latos looked really good in his return. That was mm-hmm. in Miami, though, and not the hitter haven that is Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So we'll see how he does today. Yep. The Another other- guy I... Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, we might have the same guy. The other one I liked is uh, Yasmani Grandal yes. against Anthony Renato. Renato, yeah, that sound right? Yeah, he's definitely a guy I'm looking to target today. Uh, that whole Dodgers stack is looking uh, mighty tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renato simply doesn't have any kind of stuff to worry about. Uh, fly ball pitcher, uh, no whiff rate whatsoever. Uh gotten hammered in his uh, brief stints in the majors. Uh, the Red Sox tried to give him a shot during a job last year. Mm-hmm. He's pitched reasonably well in the minors, but it's just not carrying over to the majors. One of those guys is fringe stuff. Yeah, he was a bit of a prospect, which made him mm-hmm. interesting. And then it seemed like an undersell when the Red Sox let him go for what? For Robbie Ross, right? That didn't make sense, but... Part of you has to wonder, like, do they know something, you know? Like, they don't just... I don't know, you'd be reading into it a lot, but there is a little bit in my head that's kind of like, if they were willing to trade him for, you know, a lefty reliever... His stuff is the kind that has to be coupled with really fine command, Mm -hmm. and he's not that level right now. Yeah, Uh, could happen. Could certainly get there, but anyone could develop fine command, and that would make any pitcher very good. Uh, So it's just kind of saying something about him that uh, he's got to develop this elite skill set that probably won't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of the same catchers. The only one I ever had, uh, I'd consider Stephen Vogt against Ian Kennedy. The shine is, you know, rubbed off a little bit from Stephen Vogt, but not, not completely. He's still competent, and Ian Kennedy is not great this year. So I'd consider it, but there's definitely some options. Uh, anybody else a catcher? Is that pretty well do it for you? I have a couple others. Uh, regarding Vogt, I'm, I guess, concerned about his health. Uh, seems mm-hmm. like he's a bit banged up. He's had to miss a couple games with various minor injuries, and I don't know if he's the kind of guy who's just going to continue to break down over the season or yeah. what, but uh, I'm concerned about that. Yep. And enough that I don't want to pay a lot if I can get Matt Wieters into the lineup instead, for example. Yeah. Uh, other guys I would look at today, uh, Jonathan Lucroy against Jeremy Guthrie. Uh, Guthrie's not anyone to worry about. Yep. Uh, also, you could try doing a, uh, a a bargain play with JT Realmuto against CC Sabathia, who's just been intermittently terrible, mixed yeah. with bad this year. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely at a place where I stream against CC. I have some other guys I like against Sabathia. It's weird, but yeah, he's a he's a lefty to pick on nowadays. Yeah. Um, how about first base? 
Who do you, where do you start at first base? <laughs> where to start? Yes. Uh, so that early slate, you got Paul Goldschmidt against the lefty. Yeah. Uh, CJ Wilson's not the worst lefty. He's not the best lefty. Yeah. I think we've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, yeah. He's been okay this year. I'm not sure I buy it, but worth noting. Yep. Yeah, he's pitched well enough, but we're talking about Paul Goldschmidt, who is the active leader against left-handed pitching. Yeah. Uh, only Barry Bonds has been better than him in the last, well, since two, year 2000. Really? I hadn't read that. I believe it, but I hadn't read that. Yeah, at least if you're going by WRC+. Yeah. That's still, that's pretty nuts, for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, you could go with Chris Carter at Coors Stadium, or Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, your standard Coors play. Uh, yeah. Carter doesn't really need a ballpark to hit a home run. Uh, I don't really think it changes his value that much. And especially on DraftKings, they ratchet everyone's price up when they're at Coors. So yeah. I'm not sure the value's there. I, I brought this up the other day when it comes to Coors. It's not always about uh, park is in like distance where the fences are, but also just that the ball breaks so much less. Right. And so a guy like Carter may get the help because he has such trouble with breaking stuff. That means that he might get help from the ball being a little flatter and then he mm-hmm. can pound it out of the park if he needs to. So yeah, I, I like that, but you're right. The, the price has to be right for it for sure. I also like uh, Albert Pujols against Alan Webster. And Alan Webster's a guy who's always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he has a bit of a reputation of uh, you know, getting, I guess, easily shell-shocked out on the mound, uh, yeah. showing his emotions. Uh, stuff's really quite nice. Uh, does have some control issues. Uh, Pujols is locked in right now, and I'll take a streaking Pujols over... Uh, an iffy prospect any day. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I like him. It's not platoon advantage, but it doesn't matter that much for him. A couple other from that early slate. I won't go too deep into them. Uh, Chris Davis and Ryan Howard on uh, two yep. sides of Sean O'Sullivan and Bud Norris. Yep. That's, uh, pretty much yeah. the same play. You're just looking for a home run. <laughs> yep. You're, and what you're doing there is not really pumped about Ryan Howard or Chris Davis, but just Bud Norris versus Sean O'Sullivan is quite the matchup to pluck from. It's, yeah, seeing those two against each other in Philadelphia just kind of makes me go, all right, there's, there's stuff to be had here. And I think they're both, yeah, good homer picks to do something there. Out of that late slate, uh, you got guys like Miguel Cabrera against, uh, Mike Leak. And that game's at, uh, Great American Ballpark, which is just, uh, Homer Haven. Uh, Miggy obviously is a fantastic hitter at when, shy away from him in any stadium really with the right yeah. matchup and Leak's not I won't say Leak's a, a, a gimme matchup for him but he's you definitely not imposing or anything to worry about mm-hmm. so maybe he could definitely get some doubles, homers, what, what have you mm-hmm. uh, other side of that matchup uh, Joey Votto against Justin Verlander who yep. recently returned from the disabled list yep. uh, it's I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm mildly hopeful that Verlander will be closer to, say, the 2014 version of himself than uh, what he was showing earlier. But I think you could go with Votto and maybe a couple other Reds today if you wanted to go that direction. Yeah, it's hard to be that confident, that's for sure, yeah. about Verlander. Everybody kind of wants to see him to come back and do well. But yes. it's... Ugh, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be nervous. I mean, I know I didn't draft him anywhere and I didn't even consider it, you know, 
but you know, who knows? The potential's there. But yeah, I like the Reds against him, uh, trying to take advantage of him as he's coming back. How about, uh, do you like Lucas Duda against R.A. Dickey in the Dome? I do. It's, I, I always, I'm hesitant to go after guys against R.A. Dickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I don't really, I didn't really identify any other Mets that I felt good about versus yeah. Dickey, but Duda's definitely an option. Yeah. Uh, just the problem with that is, being first base, there tends to be other alternatives, and yeah. I don't usually just pick a guy on his own as a first baseman. He's usually chained with some other guys. Yep. Um, I think same problem with Freddie Freeman gets clay buckles, and Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman could do fine, but just kind of a lack of a supporting cast there. You know, it's yeah. hard to pick, you know, Braves guys to be that excited about. Um, I had Eric Hosmer against Jimmy Nelson, and at least there are some other Royals you could consider against Jimmy Nelson, mm-hmm. um, but Hosberg can do fine. Uh, again, back to lack of a supporting cast. Adam Lynn gets Jeremy Guthrie. Yep. He could do well. Um, it's really lefties that whoop on Guthrie the best, and that, that means good things for Lynn, but a lot of those brewers are mostly right-handed. Um, and then back to that Dodger stack, I have Adrian Gonzalez against Renato. And there, there doesn't require much explanation. Uh, he could He does well. Um, best thing for the stack is actually that Renato is right-handed, and the Dodgers love to hit righties. There's plenty yep. of them. So, uh, yeah. Any other first baseman for you? Uh, you could also target Anthony Rizzo, who's quite expensive against Danny Salazar. Uh, yeah. That's just that home run tendency of Salazar's. You might yep. want to clue might, on. Might whiff, but could definitely go yard for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, where do you go at second base? Uh, some good options at second base today. That early contest has our standard Brian Dozier versus a lefty. Yes. Uh, this time it's Jaime Garcia. Yes. And I, I do like Garcia. He's yeah. a nice ground ball guy. Uh, limits the quality of contact against him. He's been uh, pitching well, too. Yeah, he he's locked in, it seems. So, mm. you know, there's not too much to hate on in his profile. Uh, Dozier does slam left lefties, so you could give it a try. Um, there's also Jose Altuve, who's a little banged up against David Hale at Coors Field. Uh, with Altuve, you're probably not really just looking for home runs, a standard kind of Coors effect, but mm-hmm. uh, it boosts every type of hit, and Altuve can use the entire field. Uh, you can see some doubles and triples out of him, yep. and that's what you're really looking for out of Altuve. And he's high in a lineup that could score lots of runs, right. which never hurts. Never hurts. Yeah, no platoon advantage for him, but that's okay. I don't think it's a big deal. Are you interested in Chase Utley against Bud Norris? I wrote him down. I wasn't sure if I was going to say him, but I wrote the matchup down because it is Bud Norris. Yeah, and Chase Utley has shown some signs of life, but not enough to make me excited, really. Yeah, the signs are there, but they're not quite... They're not enticing. <laughs> They're not enticing. I'll I'll have my eye on him. I'll check his box score, but I don't know that I'm gonna to go take him. Um, do you like speaking of the Braves? Do you like Jace Peterson? I know Matt mm-hmm. has started to show some interest in Jace Peterson, and he bats high in the lineup and steals some bases. But is that a guy you would consider in a DFS stack ever? He gets Clay Buckholes. He's a guy I would consider under certain conditions. Buckholes by himself isn't really. Uh, someone I would typically target with him. However, you could go with uh, 
semi-fade Braves stack today. Yeah. And if that's the case, then yeah, Peterson would make sense. Yeah. Um, a little more straight-laced, I like Colton Wong against Mike yeah. Pelfrey. Mike that's Pelfrey the other has, early game one I really like. Yeah. He's pitched well this year, but I'm you don't buy it. Nobody buys that. No, he's it's, not striking anybody out. He's Mike Pelfrey. Like, stream against him. Go for it. Yeah. At best case scenario, he's looking somewhat like his old form, which was never really that good of a pitcher, but somehow confounded hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's some hope that he could be better than his peripherals, uh, just because he's done that in the past, but I wouldn't really count on that. Yeah, I would I would pick on him, and it starts with Colton Wong at second base. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like Scooter Jeanette against Jeremy Guthrie? I, I don't mind it. Jeanette's been... Not much bad. this season, <laughs> so it's uh, again, it's not really a play that I'm looking to make. But mm-hmm. I could again see uh, a, a Brewer stack of some kind. Uh, there, no one picks them anymore because their their lineup's just consistently terrible. Yeah, which is so weird because it has quite a bit of talent, and then just yeah. nothing so far this year. Um, and then my last second baseman is Robinson Cano at uh, at home versus Ryan Vogelsong. The Vogelsong had this like really nice month of May or whatever right in there where he's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Ryan Vogelsong straightened things out. And then he's kind of regressed right back. So he's worth uh, streaming against again. And Cano's not a slam dunk, but he certainly has a, I think he has a pretty high floor. Like you, you should hope to get something from Cano. So not exciting, but very capable. Um, yeah, who else is on your list at second base? A real cheap play you could try to go with uh, Jeff Baker against Sabathia. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. tends to bat towards the middle of the lineup against lefties. Uh, tends to be his only use for the Marlins. Uh, now that they've called up Derek Dietrich, uh, mm-hmm. not even positive he'll start. But Dietrich is a lefty, so Baker will probably get in there. I uh, like that, actually. That's a good infield lefty-only guy that are nice and cheap, usually. Yeah. I... Just some guys to kind of walk through quickly, uh, matchup plays, uh, Howie Kendrick against Ronaldo. Sure. Uh, we'll be picking on plenty of Dodgers today. Uh, Ian Kinsler versus Mike Leak. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stadium and all that. Leak's not someone to run away from. Uh, unfortunate with the Tigers that so often we have to go against the platoon advantage because they're quite good against lefties, but they mm-hmm. don't see too many of them. Yep. And then uh, you could also go expensive with Jason Kipnis against Jason Hamill. Yeah. I, I do like Hamill quite a bit. I think he's a, quite a good pitcher. And, yep. and like you Kipnis mentioned with the weather. Hitter, you Like you mentioned with the weather, there's enough right. other picks that I would might just avoid that game. I'm not telling people they have to, but I would just not bother with it. You know? yep. At the very least, keep an eye out on the conditions. I, I guess it might be... Are they too far north for it to be affected by, like, the outer reaches of that hurricane? Oh, <laughs> uh, I would have to tell you I have no clue on that. Okay. I, this is, I have a complete lack of uh, analysis on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. I know that it's extending up most of the country, but, you know, Chicago's up there. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea on that. That is uh, not something I'm an expert in right now, I would say. <laughs> That's the way to put it. Uh, but it's better than pretending, I know. Um, okay. Uh, and then how about third base? Where do you, where do you start there in your early slate for third base? Uh, starting with, uh, 
Good question. Which of these guys do I like most? Uh, mm-hmm. There's three that are kind of at the top of my list uh, for the early slate. Yep. Uh, Manny Machado against O'Sullivan. Yep. Uh, yep Luis yep. Valbuena at, at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Carpenter against Mike Pelfrey. Yes, I definitely had all three of those. Um, I would also add Trevor Plouffe against Jaime Garcia. Yep. I have him listed there, too. I'm not as excited about that as uh, the other three. Yeah, uh, even like, uh, yeah, even like Michael Franco more than uh, Trevor Plouffe today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I keep, I've commented that Franco is like, oh, maybe the only Philly that I get, you know, kind of interested in streaming. <laughs> other than that, it's kind of hard to pick. You know, Ryan Howard and Chase Hutley, I guess, but not exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, like all three of them, Machado likes to hit righties and he gets O'Sullivan and that's in Philly. Uh, Carpenter is just a really good hitter and he gets Mike Pelfrey who, like we said, is not doing that well. I like Luis Valbuena. I know his av- batting average stinks, but he just keeps showing, you know, consistent pop and that could be real nice in Colorado. So. Yeah, he's he's a good play for GPPs because he has such a high ceiling on a given day. He could pop two home runs, put mm-hmm. up a ton of points for you. Uh, there's <laughs> more than plenty days where he just doesn't show up and gives you three, four strikeouts. Yeah, he's he's turned into a weird player. Yeah, uh, he, he was some, a lot more consistent last year. It's something going on in Houston. Like their hitting coaches are like insisting they all swing out of their shoes or something. And it's working. It's just more power and more strikeouts for Houston. Yeah. So for some reason, they're. I feel like they're focusing on that. You know. Um, and then where are you going for the evening slate? Evening slate. I don't have too many guys I feel strongly about, but there are options. Yeah. Uh, Todd Frazier will draw Justin Verlander, who may or may not be a good matchup. Uh, yeah. we'll, time will tell. Uh, you could be aggressive tonight and try to take advantage with Votto, Frazier, maybe Jay Bruce. I'm not too happy with Jay Bruce these days. Yeah. Uh, could also go with Chris Bryant against Danny Salazar looking for that power play. Yeah. Uh, again, not too thrilled with that matchup, but it's definitely something you could go after. Yep. Uh, slightly better matchup, uh, Kyle Seeger, uh, versus Ryan Vogelsong. I've uh, yeah. already talked a bit about Vogel's song. Uh, Seeger's a solid hitter, a uh, reliable producer. Uh, also, like, on the other side of that matchup, uh, Matt Duffy against Mike Montgomery. Yes, uh, Duffy will have the down. platoon advantage. He's hitting quite well this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also still pretty cheap on most DFS platforms, so he should be able to get away with a, a nice steal there. A uh, couple other guys. Uh, you could try Jacob Turner against Anthony Ronaldo. Sure. Uh, just more of those Dodgers. And then uh, if you really want to go with something that's called out there, you can take a look at Joey Gallo versus Zach Granke. I noticed Gallo's very cheap on DraftKings, mm-hmm. and he just hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw, lefty on lefty. So yep. I'm not – he he can tap into his power against anybody. He feels like he should be a Houston Astro. He's just he's going <laughs> to whiff a bunch, and well, he's going to hit it hard when he connects. Well, he's a ranger. It's about as close as you can get without being an Astro. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He, I mean, the other day, he was hitting like 300 with like 40% strikeouts. Yeah. It's like, he's, okay. I don't, I don't know how he's doing it right now, but he's, he's, it's, 
right now, I think true average or whatever you'd like to say about it. True average is his own stat, but he's probably what a 180 hitter, a 210 hitter. If you give him a full season of at bats of the skill he has today, right now, I don't know. I'm making up numbers, but I'm just saying I don't. If you had him, I would sell high as fast as you can. You know, what he's doing right now, I buy to some extent. Like I think he could be. Like, if pitchers keep pitching him the way they are, I think he could be a 270 hitter. Uh, the issue is, guys like Gallo always have some sort of hole, and it's just a matter of finding the hole. Once oh, yeah. some pitchers do that, uh, the whole league will pick up on it, and suddenly he'll be that 210 hitter. And he's strong enough to mash mistakes, and he is matching, you know, mistakes, but... I mean, yes, he just, you know, took Clayton Kershaw deep, but I feel like the decent pitchers and the good ones, especially as they figure out his weaknesses, are going to make him, I don't know, again, he's already striking out 40% of the time, you know? Yeah. Ugh, okay. Yeah, that scares me away, for sure. Um, it's but but not in DFS. Not, not scared away in DFS. I think he's great for DFS, because you just need him to run into one. I just mean in, like, regular fantasy. Or, like, if I were a Rangers fan. He... He has a lot of bust potential. He has amazing power and a great ceiling, but he has like pretty big bust potential too. Yeah, he he reminds me of uh, Adam Dunn to some extent. Sure, he's got good plate patience, uh, so he does pick out those mistakes. He hammers them when he finds them. Yeah, uh, it'll just be interesting to see how long he can sustain this. Yep, is for a cheap you know GPP option for sure. He's totally worth mentioning. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other ones I had in the late slate. Do uh, you like Yasmani Tomas yet? Are you sold on him? Uh, I would okay. say I'm sold, but there's times when you can use him. Tonight's one of those times. Yeah. He has uh, he has CJ Wilson, and he likes to hit lefties a little bit better, but CJ Wilson isn't a pushover. And then Mike Moustakis gets uh, Jimmy Nelson. Could mm-hmm. be fine. Jimmy Nelson's cooled off a bit, and Moustakis is... Doing a little more average than power lately, but uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a great option, but it's certainly no reason not to check it out. So, um, okay, and then how about shortstop? My list is short, but it's never really that great. Where do you think you're going at shortstop? Uh, early slates centered around course field. There's really three guys I feel like you could even use in the early slate, and yeah. the rest I've kind of just ignoring. So you could go Carlos Correa or Troy Tulowitzki, either side of that course field matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternative being Johnny Peralta against Mike Pelfrey. Yep, I think Johnny Peralta is my favorite. That's what I wrote down. And Matt and I joke, we mention him every episode, but guess what? Most matchups are pretty decent for him. So, and, and against Pelfrey is certainly a good one. So. Uh, funny thing about Correa is he's more expensive than Troy Tulowitzki on DraftKings today. That, uh, only by a hundred dollars, but still, it's that's nutty. Funny, <laughs> that's nutty. I mean, yes, he's exciting until Lewitsky's been disappointing, and I mean, because of the matchup, Hale or McHugh, I guess that's a thing, you know, because I'd rather pick on Hale. But I, it's it'd be hard. It would be hard for me, just almost out of principle, to do that. But who yeah, knows? And Tulo's just turned back into normal Tulowitzki in the last. Uh, 30 days or so. Yeah. So I think I, I think he is definitely the play, especially if you're... I should look at what his price is on FanDuel. Yeah. Yep, right. uh, they actually have Tulowitzki as $800 more in Korea, so yeah. that might swing the 
the calculus back in Korea's favor, but yeah. on DraftKings, Tula looks like the guy. Yeah, that looks like that's a good note for sure. Um, yeah, that's who I liked up top. And then evening games. Uh, do you like Adani Echevarria at Sabathia at all? I, I don't mind it. Yeah. He's obviously not a, a threat for a, a really high ceiling game. Uh, it, it can happen, but it, it would have to be, you know, guys on base for him, uh, four for four night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not really someone who hits for power and that limits his ceiling. Yep. Uh, still a perfectly fine play out of the shortstop group that's pretty weak in the evening. Yep. At Yankee Stadium against the lefty. How about Brad Miller against Ryan Vogelsong? It's, uh, I, I don't like him at AT&T Park. Or is that at, I think it's at Safeco, actually. Yeah, it's at Safeco. But it, this, this whole week's hard to keep track because it's one of those split series. Yeah. They're weeks everyone's moving around. Yeah, yeah. they are. So, yeah. But even, not in both Safeco, of those. Are, I'm not, yeah. I'm not but, too thrilled with Miller's power potential against Vogelsong. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I only look at Miller as a guy who I'm hoping for that one day that he hits two home runs this yep. season. He's already done that this year, I think, so I'm not counting on it anymore. Might not get another <laughs> one. Yeah. He's also enticing because one is a shortstop, but also because he has some pop and some yeah. speed. And you're like, oh, well, if he doesn't hit a homer, he could, you know, steal a base. And uh, at the end of the season, the numbers are not great. But he's he's tempting, for sure. Um, I would consider him also Jimmy Rollins. Talk about a guy that has some power and some speed that's been bad. I think <laughs> Brad Miller and Jimmy Rollins are closer than you might realize right now in terms of uh, fantasy, but um, yeah, I would consider that's, that's not a bad observation. Yeah, I would consider Rollins and Renato, or against Renato, uh, just because getting in on that. I mean, he's down, falling down in the Dodgers' order, understandably, but I feel like he could, you know, still get driven in and still make a difference. So, or drive some guys in. I just think they're going to score runs against him. So, I would consider Rollins as a live body with some power and some speed in that lineup. So. Yep. Any other short stops you got? Uh, we haven't picked on Bartolo Colon today yet. Uh, I'm Jose not Reyes sure I would. Is an option. I'm not sure I would pick on Bartolo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if if you think the Blue Jays are going to score runs against him, and the Blue Jays can score runs against everybody, um, right? <laughs> I, uh, Jose Reyes is a good place to start. You know. Yep. Um, okay, and then outfield should be plenty of outfielders. Um, I start, you know, in those early games. Again, go to Bud Norris against Sean O'Sullivan. Adam Jones against O'Sullivan. And Adam Jones likes to hit righties, and there's no reason he can't hit Sean O'Sullivan. Um, I have Torrey Hunter against Jaime Garcia, because Torrey Hunter is now one of those Twins guys that I like to actually believe in against lefties. You know, him and Dozier and Plouffe are my, my guys there. Are you a Preston Tucker guy? You believe in Preston Tucker? I like Preston Tucker. I have the... I have four, I have four Astros outfielders written down. Okay. Uh, Springer, uh, Tucker, uh, Domingo Santana, and then Jake Marisnick, depending on which of those last two get into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but all those guys in Colorado against David Hale, why not? Yeah, you, you can look at any of them, any and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of where I went with the early slate. Any other ones for you? Uh Going back to that Minnesota game, I could also try Byron Buxton against uh, Jaime Garcia. Yeah. Uh, just looking to 
tap the the first big game for that uh, top Bef- prospect before the price goes up. Yeah, <laughs> trying to catch the game that's going to make his price go up. Basically, that's right. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Josh Reddick has the platoon advantage against Ian Kennedy, and yeah. Reddick really likes ground ball pitchers. So a couple factors in his favor today. Uh, he has strong platoon splits as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking like a good day for Josh Reddick. Yep. Uh, you could try Carlos Gonzalez and Charlie Blackman against Colin McHugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, we're looking at Coors Field. It's what the play is. Uh, and McHugh's been giving up home runs left and right, so uh, something could be wrong there. Uh, Cole Calhoun and the um, always easy to pick Mike Trout against Alan Webster. Yep. Uh, yep. Games in Arizona, so better power numbers than LA. Yeah. Um, I wrote actually on the flip side AJ Pollock. Yes. And not only is AJ Pollock underrated, but he really likes the lefties. So uh, he gets CJ Wilson, and I think that could be could be just fine for him. Um, I also like Billy Burns. Do you like Billy Burns? I don't mind Billy Burns. He, yeah. you know, good speed guy can slash together a bunch of hits. Uh, kind of falls into that uh, D Gordon type profile where you're looking for three or four hits rather than uh, RBI and home run production. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. You're hoping for some speed and some run scored, and he's shown some like gap power, which has been exciting. But I would, yeah. you're not really banking on the power at all. And, and he could steal three bags against Derek Norris. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then where are you going in the evening? Uh, Mike Stanton, or, or Giancarlo Stanton, mm-hmm. <laughs> reverted back uh, five years there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, against CC Sabathia. Uh, I had him for a, sure. A straight platoon matchup. Stanton is a fantastic hitter. He's locked in now. Yep. Uh, there's not too much justification either there. Yeah, well, in it's Yankee Stadium. I talked about maybe trying a Brewers fade tonight against uh, Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah. Um, that would include Carlos Gomez, Ryan Braun, uh, Gerardo Parra. Uh, yeah. Parra's probably the most interesting from a value perspective. Yep. Uh, he gets a uh, good he's role in the lineup, and he's lefty. Yeah, and Guthrie uh, so. hates lefties. So. Yep. I could see and that. He's not doing too poorly either. So it, it, it all adds up to... Uh, he, he's cheap, but could still do something for you. Yep. Do you like, uh, back to Yankee Stadium, do you like Marcelo Zuna against Samathia? I like him against lefties, typically. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. Uh, I, I'm not a, a huge Ozuna fan, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I would, in Yankee Stadium, while it's good for right-handed power, it's not elite like it is for lefty power mm-hmm. so i'd be looking for a slightly better stadium before i got really excited about azuna uh you, you can definitely use him tonight it would make perfect sense it's defensible <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially if you got stanton in the lineup uh that would that would require some some gymnastics i guess to figure out which pitcher you're going to use uh, uh whether it be like a mike montgomery or a matt latos uh, yeah. someone cheap <laughs> they're trying to fit them all yeah, yeah. That's uh yeah, that's the opposite of what Matt's been doing. Matt's been trying to do double expensive pitchers. And mm-hmm. and that's had some fun results for him. Um I'm gonna go ahead and cut to the chase. You probably want the whole Dodgers outfield against Fernando too, huh? Yes. Why not? I do. Pick where <laughs> Why it fits not? pick where it fits in your prices, but Peterson, Puig, or even Ethier. 
uh, will all do just fine, or have the potential to do just fine and be part of a good stack. Um, I also, another cheap option, I don't love that it's in Seattle, but Justin Maxwell against Mike Montgomery. Um, Maxwell has been used a fair amount against lefties, and there are definitely spots in the lineup to play. So uh, if he gets in against a lefty, I think he could potentially be a, a source of some cheap production. Not going to put up a ton of points for you, I would think, but could drive one or, or contribute for sure against a lefty. So I have my eye on Justin Maxwell. Not excited, mm-hmm. but have my eye on it. Um, yeah. Is, is that about it for outfielders for you? Uh, got a couple others we could go through. Uh, Brett Gardner against uh, Matt Latos. Uh, sure. He has that sneaky pop that's just good enough for that stadium. And he can also provide value via multiple hits and stolen bases. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple different ways for him to help you out. Uh, can try Michael Brantley against Jason Hamill if that game isn't getting rained on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brantley's just uh, quite a good hitter. Uh, he's definitely slowed by this back issue, but it's not affecting his contact rates at all. Yeah, uh, It's just uh, sapping his power slightly. Yeah, which is frustrating for sure. Yeah. And then uh, you could also try a couple Tigers, uh, Jonas Cespedes and uh, J.D. Martinez against Mike Leak at that power-friendly stadium. Yep, not platoon advantage, but they don't care. They hit yep. righties just fine. Cool. Um, okay, and then we'll jump to a few pitcher options. I started with Salazar and Hamill, and it bums me out that those might not be <laughs> useful. Uh, Salazar... Just the strikeouts draws me to it in the high ceiling. Yeah. yeah, he gives up home runs, and yeah, they could struggle to contain him, but he could also strike out, you know, double digits pretty easily. So I have my, my eye there, but we can't really recommend it. Um, I think the full price one that I feel best about, Garrett Cole against the White Sox. He's just, he's becoming that fantasy ace that people are waiting for. And the White Sox are not hitting much of anything. They're hitting lefties worse than righties, but I Garrett Cole should be able to to shut them down. Are you are you tempted on that one, despite the price? Uh, it is tempting. Uh, he's just very good. The White Sox are not good. Uh, they're showing a little more life against righties, especially lately. And mm-hmm. since the game's at U.S. Cellular Field, I have some reservations. Uh, you know, given the alternatives available in that evening slate i'm you're gonna have to pick one of the expensive guys i feel like yeah um, the the two like kind of mid-price guys i'm looking at are against each other uh shelby miller and clay buckles so yeah. it's both you, of which you gotta, do you fine, gotta take one but... expensive guy <laughs> yeah um do you like jaime garcia I, he's my field of streams pick and i actually might consider him in dfs the Twins can kind of hit lefties. They're like middle of the pack against lefties. So not great, but they're not pushovers. But Jaime right. Garcia's been good so far. Not enough strikeouts, and he's never been a strikeout guy. But he's certainly, you know, as long as he's healthy, he can pitch. He's been doing okay. So I would consider him against the Twins. Yeah. The thing about this early group of pitchers, you're going to have to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of these guys are a lock for even average production yeah uh, garcia is probably the safest of the bunch uh the other guys you could look at uh could hope that ian kennedy isn't giving up homers today yeah uh, you could hope that cj wilson avoids paul goldschmidt's bat yeah uh, maybe kendall graveman continues to pitch uh well which he's done since uh he was recalled yeah maybe uh, 
it's it's all kind of or you can even try Alan Webster hoping that he you know hits the ceiling today and not the floor. <laughs> yeah. But it could go badly. Yeah, the, these are all plays that are I, I could see the floor more than the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The early slate's tough. Um another ace I like in the evening slate is Chris Harcher against the Nationals, which isn't a great matchup, but Chris Harcher's almost good enough to succeed anywhere, it feels like, you know. Yeah, and, and they got Doug Fister coming off the DL. Uh, that's who he's against. Uh, seems like, to me, that Fister would be maybe a little rusty. He's a mm-hmm. command and control guy, and if that's not working for him, he could definitely get hammered even by the Rays. Yeah. Yep. Um, any other pitchers that stick out to you? Uh, I, I have to say I like Zach Greinke tonight. Uh, just he should win that game uh, against Anthony Renato. It should be so. an easy victory. Uh, uh-huh. His price is actually less than Chris Archer and Garrett Cole on DraftKings, yeah. so and uh, I, I kind of expect to see him like 75% owned, honestly, so there's reasons to stay away from him, too. Uh-huh. But it, he definitely should win that game. Definitely yep. should put up plenty of points. Yep. Should get his run support, and that makes his uh, his floor pretty high. Yeah. And I, I kind of mentioned Clay Buckholes already against the Braves. Uh, I like him more than Shelby Miller tonight, uh, yeah. so that's the direction I would go. More strikeout potential, for sure. Yep. More yeah. strikeout potential when he's on. He tends to throw eight, nine innings. You know, he gets deep into the game when he's on. When he's off, you know, your your lineup's done. <laughs> yeah, you're in for a long day. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, yeah, that's a fair amount of pitcher options. Some aces, some medium level guys, but. Plenty of stuff to pick from there, uh, between the slates. Cool. Um, all right, Brad, you got anything else before we get on out of here? Uh, I think that about well covers it. Yeah, that should, uh, do it for us here, um, for Thursday for the Phil Rooms podcast. Again, I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Love to hear from you, whether it's the website's broken or, uh, any questions you have about the podcast or suggestions or just, uh, fantasy stuff. We've been in tweets lately, lately just about fantasy choices and i never mind that i I like uh, if it wasn't apparent i like talking about fantasy baseball so if you just want to holler at us uh we're pretty approachable like to get back to you and talk about that and uh again brad is on twitter at baseball a team so uh and he writes here at rotographs uh you got anything else going on besides daily grind right now uh just the usual stuff uh saves and steals over at roto world a bunch of various dfs articles everywhere uh-huh. uh way too much dfs stuff this yeah. year <laughs> well uh yeah make sure to go check out brad's stuff in text and listening helps but uh reading uh, that stuff can be a pretty good reference for you too yep. um, I, I think i'm a better writer than a speaker so you might <laughs> you might get more out of it <laughs> yeah uh great well yeah go check that stuff out and uh thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys on friday Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.